This is The Coolest Show brought to you by Hip Hop Caucuses. Think 100%. It's the coolest show you know. Keep the culture connected. It's the coolest show you know. In your ear, yeah, respect the expert level information, entertainment, education. Rev here, we got you covered as you hit your destination. Climate rules everything around me. Cream. For those who lost focus, close your eyes and just dream. Open your third eye, now the world is your off. Coolest, coolest show you know. It's the Hip Hop Caucus. Thank you for joining The Coolest Show. I'm here this week with the producers and hosts as well. They are as well as producers. They have also been hosts throughout the season. And they are Destiny Hodges, Tamara Tozo Laughlin, and Duan Cross, better known as Cross. And so excited to have them with us on this producer's episode. Hey guys, how y'all doing? Pretty good. Good, good, good. Feeling great. How you doing, Red? You know, I'm doing, I'm doing, you know what? I'm I'm doing good. I'm just coming back from the United Nations Climate of the Parties COP 27 in Sharm el-Sheikh, Egypt. It was, you know, it was, it was, it was very much a situation where, you know, COP is a very it's an important but tiring episode. And so mm-hmm. being there um, was important. It was such an honor to be with many folks who were dealing with and had been fighting for loss and damage. So was excited to see that finally move forward while there's still need around implementation and how the money goes into that process. You know, clearly the, uh, expiration of fossil fuels. Well, I think there was 80 plus countries that, that put that forth that didn't cross the finish line. But at the same time, man, I will tell you, I think there was over, I think I heard a report where there was over 600 plus fossil fuel executives who were, who had badges. I mean, I think they would, they would be like, it was more than countries and they were there. They were deep. And, 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 and you and you felt that. So I think that, you know, that was the energy that was. And to be honest, having a cop in a police state is not the best situation. And shout out to all the political prisoners who in Egypt, um, shout out to all those who were pro, tried to protest, even within the walls of cop. I think some of them lost their badges and many yep. other things. So it was a whole it was a whole thing. But the one thing I want to say before we get started, was I was so blessed um, by so many of you who who clearly are just beautiful listeners of this conversation. So many of you out there, particularly um, black and brown and indigenous um, and just young people came up to me and said to me, thank you for, and I wanted to make sure the producers hear that and everyone to hear that, but that they were just thankful for this conversation. And to be honest, you know, we were told many, many seasons ago, I think that's our fourth season, that we would run out of guests, that there wouldn't be enough people of color 
to fill um, these conversations. And clearly, I think we have, I mean, I'm sure the producers here will talk about how we have season five and season six, many more seasons to go. Um, also, clearly, I will say that without a doubt, I'm so glad that y'all told me how much y'all love Tamara and her episodes that she does. I'm so glad that she's here. It was without a doubt. It was like, man, that Inflation Reduction Act, that got me through. That got me through <laughs> what I need to get through. And so I will say to y'all that not only is it important, without a doubt, for us to showcase the beautiful and powerful, dynamic voices of color on the other side of the mic. But it's clearly important for us to you to see the brilliant here and the genes we have within Tamara and Destiny and Cross as producers. And I'm so glad that the coolest show, because another thing, and this is this, I'm be honest, I think one of the things that we have a problem in our movement we have too many people trying to build themselves monuments and they have, they, they are finding themselves trying to build something um, that's about their, about the individual. And I, I have something to say, that's not going to work. I think we have seen the only thing that's going to work is teamwork and our institutions. And I think that I'm so glad that the coolest show has become a brand by, I'm so glad this, I'm so glad this isn't the Rev Yearwood podcast, but it's the coolest show. And I'm so glad for that because I think that this, that means that anybody can step into this conversation and lead from both sides. And we've seen that. So I just want to say to you, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart, I think that, you know, one of the things that I would have inherited would have been the ego of trying to build up a platform and a resume and a LinkedIn process for myself. I think that for some, I mean, I get it. I'm not against you doing that, but I think that for me now, as I am now in my fifties, I don't think that I, I don't think that's the way to go. I don't think that's the way to go in my thirties, to be honest, my twenties, but in my fifties, I'm, I'm, a, I'm shocked how many people are still shooting to build a resume. I'm still shocked that people who are still trying to build their platform. So I'm just happy that we have folks like the producers here who, um, and many others, and maybe also be clear, there's a whole team. We meet, we actually meet y'all as a team um, throughout the week. And there are many others who are part of this conversation. There's maybe about eight or nine more people who are part of the team to bring this forward. So I want to make sure that they get their love too. And then that, you know, that the producers slash host, we, we do our thing. But I just want to make sure I say that to y'all, y'all. So I, I didn't mean to go off in a little bit of a tangent there to start off no, this go conversation. Off. <laughs> yeah. But I just wanted to say that. I wanted to say, I wanted to say that, that I think that's important. And I'm so glad that The Coolest Show has become its own uh, entity by itself. And that's important, too. I don't. I think Cross actually said this early. He thought that this was, and maybe Destiny, she's nodding. Maybe that was the intention. Maybe I missed, I, you know, I don't. I don't read everything. I try to read as much as I can. <laughs> yeah, it was one of the vision documents. I'm sure Destiny yeah. will highlight that for me when I go back to the documents. But I don't recall. I knew we wanted to be impactful. But I don't recall that knowing this would become a gathering place like it has. Mm. 
And so I think that because of that, I know as we move into season five, we will be having more conversations that even have, that will continue to have these amazing producers and hosts doing more of those conversations. But I think it'll be, we, we have realized that some of you have come to me and told me that this conversation has gotten you through the year. And that really meant a lot. I mean, you didn't say that to me like you just got you through from information. You said that to me. You looked me square in my eyes and you literally were looking at me saying that this conversation got you through the year 2022. Like you would not have made it through July or June or May. You might not have got through March and February. You may not have been over overcome September and October if you were not able to hear the commonality of the conversations you were hearing. And so one, I want to tell you to hang on in there. I'm so glad that this is a part of that conversation. Um, But I also want to just make sure that you know that we are with you 100%. The other thing that you, you told me that was also very important is that many of you use this as a catalog. Um, It wasn't just black folk and brown folk. Uh, and young folk, a lot of white folk came to me too. And they said that they scroll through and this has become a library. So I encourage you, if you have missed some of the conversations in the past seasons, um, we try to get new conversations. That doesn't mean that the old ones are not as relevant. But if you go through, I was actually talking with Jackie Patterson. I was laughing because when I think when she did her episode, uh, she was with the NWCP. Uh, at the time, yeah. and now she's obviously with the Chisholm Project. So I think we actually had to go back now and, and rehave some conversations with some people. But people are now going back to and looking and listening to the evolution of activists and what they were saying and just who was in the movement. So we're actually now creating a catalog. So I encourage some folks, there were some colleges and some people at different places were saying they need to, yeah, please use this catalog of information to talk about what it means to be fighting for liberation uh, in the 21st century um, using this platform. But with that, producers, uh, how, how, are y- how are y'all doing? And Mr. Mar, how do you feel about having, I think, on record, the most listened to episode <laughs> of the inflation? You know, it's funny, too, because out of all the things to listen to, the one thing you, you, was, you was over there you was you was pitching a fit. That's the thing about it. So I'm gonna tell y'all something. You get together, you know, <laughs> some powerful black women, and they mad about something. I'm gonna tell you something. They gonna they gonna tell you what they're talking about. So that's why. But 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 how are you doing? Uh, I'm good. I mean, I think we're like what 173 podcasts to date, mm. and I think that's a powerful number of conversations. And I think we're in a moment where we can finally show people that the movement has never been about one person. Like to to quote uh, Vernice Miller Travis, has always been the plan to have um, the work be the blooming of a thousand flowers. And I think the podcast has captured some of those springtime moments. People who are at the beginning of their career people who are moving and growing the work as they learn about it, uh, the Black Hive and and Valencia Gunder were on a podcast this season, really holding down 
the new parts of the movement, just just a part, just like a snapshot of the new things that are blooming in this work. And Vernice came back around, like someone who hasn't been on the podcast, but has been a listener, but is deeply in the movement to say, hey, I like that. I'm a part of that. And so not just referential, but talking about what she's interested in today. And so I, I think I think I'm feeling really good about the opportunity to be a part of this community conversation. I think I said it last season when we were around about the end that it feels like uh, we're Harriet Tubman with a GoPro just running around to your local activists. And, what are you doing right now? And you know, they, they jump in there like, well, as soon as I eat, figure out which one of these herbs aren't going to kill me, I'll sit down on a corner with you by the riverside and tell you about what it's like. And that's mm. kind of what the coolest show podcast feels like. Like if you would just to walk up to someone in the middle of doing the thing that is their life's work, you would hear these conversations with them. And so I think this is a trusted space, a sacred space, but also a safe space to show up, not as anybody else other than yourself, to be able to talk about voting rights and the history of what isn't happening in water, to being able to lift up struggling movements for trans, black, indigenous people of color, queer rights, all in the, like we're not separating out any part of the conversation or holding any part of our community back. So I'm really proud to be in a space where the folks you saw at COP are accurate reflection of who we're talking to, because then it feels like we're in the right part of the conversation. Mm. So it's, it's a real pleasure to be here and to be able to have a place where our points of view aren't filtered by what would make other people feel comfortable. Mm. I mean, I, I know that's right. Destiny, you know, as, I, as I'm listening to tomorrow, I'm reminded of the Black Panther Party and their food bank program. Yes. And they literally were doing that because they recognized, one, the best way to organize our people was to feed them, but they also realized that people were starving. And I feel that way. I feel like there are people who are starving and they need a word. They need, they need that. And on one hand, I'm like, I, I mean, if I'm, I can speak for all of us. I mean, I'm flattered that we have this platform that we, this is here. I'm also a little bit, a little bit hurt because it means that a lot of folk who ain't heard this <laughs> out here hurting. What are your thoughts? I mean, you think about this past season, you think about what people are saying, you know, where we got to go. I mean, a lot of them, Destiny, to be honest, most of the folks who came up to me, I would say, whew, might have been over 20 people. Right. That's a lot of people. Out of them 20 people, I would say 15 was in their 20s. That's how that's that's how many 15 of them 20 people was like in their 20s or real early 30s. Who was like, this is what this show means to me. So, Dusty, why do you think that is? Why do you think? I mean, that's a good and a bad thing. What are your thoughts? Well, I'm taking a deep breath. <laughs> um. I can say, and this ties into like my, my personal journey and for things that go on behind the scenes when, when the mic cuts off or when the recording stops and, or the things that get edited out, there's been a lot going on this year um, regarding organizational health and people's wellness. Um, folks are tired, very tired. And folks are trying to find community 
And while this is a place of community, you know, like we might only engage with folks for like an hour interview and we keep in touch with them, but we're not working with them every day to day. Um, And so it's disheartening that some of the folks that we're supposed to be in community with are the antithesis to what we're doing in ways. Um, And we've had conversations throughout the season about, you know, like how to address that or where is the disconnect or where is the link? Or even Rev, you said it um, earlier on about like building monuments, you know, to an individual or like tomorrow when you quoted Bernice, like a thousand flowers blooming. Um, And when I think about organizations and just like, do we care about each other? You know, like what's at the root of the values behind the work that we do? Um, I see that as like a big theme, again, going on behind the cameras. And we've had conversations about how do we want to cover that? And that was difficult. Um, And I think there's still more to come on that because some things we had to like let play out. Right. Or some things it's like, wow, we want to handle this with care or some things should just, you know, happen internally within the family. Like there's some stuff that folks know about and some stuff that folks don't. Um, and that's okay. So it's been a year of that. And I've, I've gone through that even myself, especially like being in twenties and there's been a lot of organizations that started during the pandemic, like, you know, 2020 or like 2019 to 2021 was the birth of a lot of spaces, um, a lot of networks, a lot of places where people were trying to build community because the movement hasn't been a safe space. Right. Um, and even sometimes for folks who looks like us, this still hasn't been a safe space. Um, And now we've seen some of those organizations break down um, or we've seen some people be like, I got to take a step back. I was one of those people to say it candidly um, because it's, it's about community for me. Right. Or like, am I taking care of myself? What does wellness look like? What does rest look like? And in this capitalist society and in this movement that even wants to extract from you, it's hard. So folks are breaking down or I don't even want to put it like that, but folks are going inward or folks are taking a step back and that's perfectly fine and should even be celebrated and we should be supporting folks um, who do that. So I think that's what's going on and it's really sad. And also it's really beautiful for people who are being able to find themselves and take care of themselves again, like me included. And I'm just so thankful for all of you right here to be in community with y'all and for the folks who have supported me on that journey in the last year of being able to yeah take care of myself um mm-hmm. and really ground myself spiritually in community and then to be able to go do the work i didn't have that grounding before so i think a lot of us have been forced to figure that out this year mm. can i add quickly that yeah, i think most definitely one of, the, one of the things that's been really powerful about the design element of the podcast is that we ask people who else. Like we intentionally mm-hmm. ask every person who's in your network, who's in your community. Like we're constantly fighting the battle that anybody does this alone. And I think of all the breaks and the breakdowns and the brokenness, it all comes from isolation. And so I think one thing that we always do is ask people to put themselves in a context so that other people could see the world that they're coming from and the things they want to win. And so we can ask people who've been at this 30 years and who's coming behind you. And I don't know that there's a lot of other spaces where that happens or a lot of other conversations where it comes up for other folks to hear it. And we ask, we ask people who are brand new to the work, who are you learning from? Who are you learning with? 
because we're really supporting the idea that it's power with, not power over. Mm. Mm. Even even when everybody's sick, even when everybody got pandemic, like the, what the kids called the round boy. I learned that from, <laughs> from, from pre-Musk Twitter. Pre-Musk. <laughs> when, the round, when the round boy come to get you, everybody, <laughs> everybody like, can't make their podcast appearances and we're just rolling with it. So in that way, you know, we're a community who's like, you're a human. We'll talk to you later. God willing. You know, like we just hold in. Real talk. So I know. I know when Destiny's talking about people at the level of a person breaking down and being held up at the level of community. It's not because the stuff isn't happening to us. It's because coming into this space is safe. And so we hold the place for you. Mm. So, Cross, I want you to weigh in on all this, but I, I got to follow up tomorrow on something here. But so tomorrow, I, I got to ask you this question then, because what you're saying is very important. And so they, well, one, do you think everyone feels the way that we feel? I think everyone who listens to the pod does, even the people who are confused about it, because I have, I have, you know, I'm one of three in my, in my immediate family. and. You know, my siblings have often said to me that it feels like, you know, people think the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, but they don't think about the tree. And I think, you know, there's a real history of black narrative of people of color only ever being as visible as we are necessary to other people's plans. And so I think people don't see our interior lives, that we have relationships, that we have networks, that we have uh, done the data. We got, we are the homework. We are the capital. Like we have so many parts of the network. It's not happening in the world if it's not happening in our community, but we have never really been able to speak to that. So people show up when we're performing something that they want to hear, or we're saying something that they feel good about, or we evoke some feeling, whether it's good or bad, which people will pay double to, for you to make them feel bad. Let me tell you that that's a whole nother podcast. But, but I do think that and with all of those things being true, we have the opportunity to tell our narrative from our point of view. And it turns out there's a whole world in there. Mm. So I do think the people who choose to open their eyes to the world are like a little bit less surprised when they go to the movie theater. They're like, oh, Wakanda has so many trees, you know, like we've been here. So I, so I do think that people who join in are seeing that in their own lives and are happy to see it reflected even if it's with people they never heard of. I feel mm. like Rukia Lumumba t- opened up a whole nother portal this season, talking about a world that most people come from and don't necessarily have a relationship to. So, so yeah, I do feel like people are mirror. They want to see mirrored in the outside world what they see happening in the kingdoms behind their own door. Nah, I love it. Cross, where do we fit into this process? You, you, you edit these shows out. You hear these conversations every single week. All right. You know, where do we, where do we, where does the coolest show in your, in your aspect fit into this movement and what both Destiny and Tamara are saying? On our production meetings, I bring up a lot that, you know, because we are doing this remote, we're in the house. Sometimes, you know, you're not outside, so you don't really get to see that, you know, get that oh, you did a great job. So like when you say that when you went to Coppin and you're around, you know, the people in the movement that are listening, then you're around like former guests. So that's, is building the community right there. And so sometimes when you're like at home, you don't really understand everything that's going on. But what I would say personally, because this being season four, you know, fourth season, a part of this process, it means a lot. Um, Especially, you know, this year was special 
in a lot of ways, you know, travel um, to Africa twice, right? And being able to connect with folks over there. And then even having like, when Destiny talked about this, we had what, like four people, I think this this season um, that were international that were on the podcast. And just being able to like to connect those dots internationally, seeing like, I spent a lot of time explaining to people that America is not really different. <laughs> it's a lot of marketing. <laughs> it's a lot of, it's a lot going on over here that, you know, gets kind of like, you know, swept under the rug or, you know, we don't want everybody to see our, our, our mess, you know, things like that. So I think that, you know, bringing it to the forefront of people um, that's like, whether they're musicians or politicians, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a well-rounded conversation and we're speaking truth. You know, we speak, everybody has the platform here to be able to say what they would like to say. And I think like a lot of that, you know, is because like, like I said, like people are in the house, so they feel a little bit more comfortable, but it starts there. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to be able to say it first. Now, you know, say it like they say, say it with your chest. And like you say, you can say it, but then it gets to the point where it's like, all right, now I know that you feel the same way. I know that you feel the same way. I know that you feel the same way. So let's meet up together and do something about what we're all sitting here saying is are the issue. So I think the coolest show in, you know, from that aspect is like, it's, it's going to back to what Destiny said. It's, it's helping create that community. But also um, earlier you said, Rev, and I thought about it because I, I think I, like in one of the producers episodes from like two seasons ago, last season, whatever, we were talking about like how these interviews are archives and how mm. people can, um, you know, go back and learn a lot and then see where we are today. Have we been able to be effective? Um, you know, and then things that work, let's, let's, let, let's push, push a little harder. Things that didn't necessarily work. Let's kind of figure out a way to, you know, to, to, to navigate and, and then get things on the right course that they, possibly need to be, you know, but um, I think the coolest show just in the culture, I mean, even like, you know, I mentioned the international guests, we had like some culture guests, like my boy Headcrack, you know what I'm saying, that really did a really good job. Headcrack, I Headcrack is international? No, 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 I said we mentioned the international. <laughs> I mean, he yeah. is, though, I'm a boy. I'm just messing with Headcrack, I know that's Shout out, <laughs> shout out ATL. I ain't trying yeah. to make it. I'm about to say, look, Rev, we are international. You know what I'm we, saying? We, we are. Facts. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it there. Facts. He from the Bronx, so I got to you know, shout out. Shout <laughs> out the Bronx. Yeah, that, like, the Bronx yeah. is another planet. I'm from Brooklyn. You heard me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sustainable Brooklyn. That's the way. It's funny y'all say that because give me props. Sustainable Brooklyn was the top listen to episode. They're yeah. in, in New York, and then yes. Headcrack was number two in the yeah. Bronx, yeah. and then number three was IRA. Yeah. yeah. I mean, wow. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I think you know, like just to you know get back. Like I think the coolest show is just it's we, you know, when you're doing it. It sometimes it seems like, oh, okay, we 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 we're here, but then it's so much further to go. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I can remember right. when we was um, when we were in um we were in Minnesota when we was doing a line three uh episode out there and we were, you know, walking around speaking to people and we were travel we traveled from one site to another site and I remember you looked at me and I don't know if you remember this, you said, Man, we ain't never gonna run out of fights. <laughs> And it's not, and it's not a funny thing, but yes. it was. We, we looked at each other and, and smiled because we understood, like, yo, it's a lot of work to be done. Yeah, and so yeah. it's, it, yeah. and this is just the, this is just one way. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not the end all, be all, but it is a way 
I believe that can help people, you know, just come together and, and speak their truth because we don't because we don't put a filter on anybody. You know what I'm saying? We let them we let people be who they are and speak, you know, speak their truth. So, yeah. Destiny, what, what, what were the goals of the season? There were a couple, to be honest. And first I'll say, like, shout out to us because we have over 102,000 streams wow. um, for the season. Uh, yeah. So that's incredible. And, and I know listen to us like and that. Only 30, and, and that was before we released the, uh, so that was only in 29 episodes so far because we released two today. Um, well, I'll end it this right. part. The top but yeah. The top <laughs> Maybe yeah, I uh, see what it was what it really like. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, we did that. So I think that's important to highlight. And I know that like we wanted to film some in person episodes, the pandemic, and you know, yeah, monkeypox stuff was fluctuating. Okay, so we didn't do that many, but we did have a conversation in person with you, Rev, which is very interesting for us to learn some things that I didn't even know about you. Um, and about the founding of the caucus, right? We also had the international guests, as mentioned. So 10% of our guests this season um, were not from the United States. That's only going to increase in the future. Um, there were some all moments. Has to. There were some all moments. So the IRA round table, everybody was like, oh. <laughs> jaws dropping, incredible conversation for, for badass Black women. Okay, I have to say that. And then in terms of media and events going in person, those are some goals. Like we were at COP, right? Um, Black media also. Um, we were, Rev, you were fe- featured on Revolt TV? Yeah, that's right. It was, Which, it was. You know, up late at night in countries where it's six hours later to see that in the daytime, just saying that like the culture travels. So it <laughs> is nice. Period. Like I, I heard a rumor that they, that they want to dig into water issues. Because of the water, because of the episode where we talked about water. Look at that. Connecting dots. Um, and the diaspora was well represented. Tomorrow, the conversation that you had with Michelle Mahaka, one of my friends, I think that was an eye opening connecting the dots conversation. Um, then taking it even more international, we had Tori um, talking about Hong Kong, shedding light on that, connecting the dots. Aisha, Sadika talking about the connections between the fossil fuel industry, um, militarism war, Pakistan, what it was, we just had a a beautiful season and we met a lot of our goals in terms of the arc of the show. We were very intentional about how are we taking people through these stories, right? So like, who is this person? Who is their community? Where are they from? What's their role in this movement? What's going on? What are they doing right now? And how does that relate to what's going on in the world? What's their vision of the future? Um, how do they stay grounded? Who are they connected to? Who else is doing the work? What do they think about X, Y, Z? Um, showing people in their full humanity. That was something that we talked about is making sure that we gave folks their humanity and gave them a place to display that because in so many places in this movement and in the world in general, black folks, folks of color aren't given humanity. We're dehumanized in so many ways. So I think that goal was definitely met. Seeing all parts of folks um, touching different generations. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing. I just realized if y'all haven't seen me, I hope y'all can see this video. But if y'all haven't seen me, uh, the first thing that Tamara said to me, I just realized she said, I look like I lost a few pounds. And then she was talking about how it was, it was bad water over in Egypt. I didn't realize, I guess tomorrow I must have thought I had some stomach problems or something. <laughs> 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 I, just, I just realized that, y'all, that tomorrow ain't give me no, 
She gave me the Jenny Craig's bad bad. I guess I can't want to say Jenny. I want to know Jenny Craig. Be mad at <laughs> but uh, she said I had the bad water <laughs> crisis, well, and that's why. Fun. And that's why I look skinny. And I'm trying to figure out. Hold up, man. What, she, she told I can sit here jokes. thinking about that in the middle of the episode. <laughs> more like, well, I was just saying you look like you're in surprisingly good health, given all the text messages I got between well, one and four a.m. Well, I appreciate you, I, and, and that's actually. And who was saying stuff about the lack of, like, I think people will hear in a cop podcast that you recorded, there's a bunch of them, really great ones. They will not hear that, like, there was a river, but it wasn't slime. And, yeah, and, that they, no, and, that, and that people got to get into the Red Sea, but also there was a lack of water. Or that people came into the cop feeling guilty because they were clearly rationing assets away from people that lived there to give it to people that were there for a little while. And yeah. so, like... There's nuance between the stuff that needed to happen. People needed to be able to throw down for the things they care about, risking their actual lives inside and outside the various colored zones to do that because they felt like if they don't show up now, what are they going to tell the ancestors? So mm. I was just glad to see you mm. back because I talked to a lot of people who were terrified about the opportunity, terrified about what might be happening. The petro state, the petro dollar flows from where that conversation is coming from and it was and that money was on the table and it had a louder voice than so many people so so some of that is always my rise sense of humor but i was actually really just yeah, glad no, that no, I, I, you, I, didn't, I, you didn't get taken out i, I, by, I, I, by I, I, I took it as a compliment i took it okay i got a little yeah, I took it as a compliment i will add this though may I, let me follow with that and that's actually important because one of the things that was critical that took place this is a two-part here actually for everybody one that took place was that I could tell how much American politics has on this process. People were waiting almost for the midterm to happen. And when the midterm happened over there, it was like the mood at COP changed. People were like, oh. and it was, it was that was crazy. That was that was one thing. So I want us to kind of get into that about how much that and should we continue to have we've had we had a few obviously the IRA is one the conversation but we had some conversations with folks um who are in politics we should we should we should talk more about that the other thing though tomorrow you just mentioned and this is actually a kind of a deep question so you, you may you may you know I'm pretty sure you you, you can't let this really this again this is for you destiny and cross to chime in do we as people of color have a mama bear syndrome hmm. where we literally, when we go different places, we immediately start taking care of people who look like us, which is a great thing, but does that hamper hmm. our ability to really kind of do what we need to do? Because you're right. I saw people giving their last dollars their last money. I saw people trying to share with folks who were in Egypt. I saw folks protesting for people who were under persecution in a different country. But I saw other folks just walking about, not worrying about that. And I began to think, how are we balancing all of this? I understand. I'm right there, you know, but then I know what that means. It's not when we eat, we got to share our food. It was like, if you went, if you got a meal and you got a good meal, 
you you wasn't just going to the corner to eat your meal. You was going back to share your one little tuna salad sandwich or your little your your celery and if you got some water, you actually go back and and share that. How is it? Do we have a mama bear syndrome? This show talks about it all the time about all what we got to fight. And we don't fight things in silos. Audrey Lord said it best. We are not a one-dimensional people, and so we don't have one-dimensional fights. That's paraphrasing what, what, what she was saying. So I'm asking you, Tamar, do we have what it takes as a people to fight for our existence if we have a mama bear syndrome to do this work? Well, I think that I'm going to answer that by saying that, well, the short answer is yes, because we're still here and people have been trying to kill us since we since they brought us here. So there's that. So I left up that like, do we as a group have the ability to, to like to be? I, I always talk about this: the Black Climate Mandate. People ask, what is the Black Climate Mandate? Everything that it takes to make sure there are Black people in the future. Mm. But that's a lot of different strategies. That's not just making things that make other people feel good. It's doing things that makes us feel good. And part of our identity is a community one because that's how we survive. Every one of us is subject to so much violence, lateral violence, physical violence, psychological violence, psychosocial violence, all the time. At the same time, our community is a defense, it's a multiplier, it's a safety zone. And for all of those folks who are giving their last, there's people who making sure they don't make eye contact with you so they can keep going. And so, so I would say that we're not a monolith in that way. And I think the podcast this season have really held held that like from we had Bernice King like on mm. the podcast who can talk about things we have given up as a community and the nuance that's not so many of us were with that program when it was a live program so I, so I do think like we should hold that we are as nuanced as every other people and so for those of us who will go to extra mile there's people who will only go as far as they can see and our job is to keep all those folks in the community. I think Jordy Vasquez did a, you know, a really good idea, good, good, good job of helping us think about what it takes to create community. Daryl Scott talked about Black Lives Mattering because our stories matter. They outlast mm. the things that become enshrined in our institutions. And so the lunch counter moment with Bernice King was like in the middle of a wave of conversations. Jerome Foster talking about what it's like to build your own identity out of the one that was assigned to you. LGBTQIA community were were and were of the most of the most wanted in all the negative ways. People who took themselves to cop to make a stand for the rights and privileges of other folks who would not be given any quarter to do that. And so I do think the idea that you know Aisha Sadiqa talked about oil being war and. Uh, Neil Leiden talked about the crown that belongs to everybody. I think we have, well, we have overcome the idea that we are a lone wolf, mm. that we survive by doing anything by ourselves, or that our instinct to bring other people into our community without question is a liability. In the same way that Destiny talked about how we care about people and we hold people in community from the second they come into the door, through the review process, into the conversations we have, and even after the fact. Sometimes what doesn't make it recording is somebody crying on the other, other end of a conversation because we recognize that not everybody who's in our space is for us, but it's not our job to try to weed that out because the community's strong enough to do it. And so mm -hmm. I have confidence that is even more renewed by this work, these people, these conversations, and this time 
that makes me feel like, oh yeah, we are stronger than me. We, mm. Any one of us together is stronger than any one of us by ourselves. So I do think we're up for it. And, and while you were away, we recorded this little podcast about money. So as we learn, you know, as we, as we take, as we continue learning from our mistakes, I think we can, we can hold this down if we stay together. That's the thing. It's sometimes difficult to keep the, that vision in sight. You know, uh, how do we stay grounded and, and, and we'll definitely after what Tamara just said. Yeah, Tamara, as usual, dropped the mic on that right. one. She said it all. <laughs> I'm over here like, hmm, hmm, hmm. <laughs> But how do we stay grounded? I think we, as in us here, the producers, and you, Rev, the host, who you also be producers, so, you know, right. the producers, um, we put our humanity first. Mm. Like, we check on each other, mm. you know? Like, we're like, what's up? Um do we need to cancel the meeting? Like, are you okay? You've been traveling a lot. Like, I know this is your time of rest. Like, tomorrow is one person who will take her rest. And I've learned from you on that. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do that for us first, right? And then we also do that for other people. So I think the mama bear mentality to touch on, there's pros and cons to that. But as Tamara mentioned, we're multidimensional people. And also, like, I want to take the time to give folks their flowers. Mm. And I think we do that here on The Coolest Show. We give folks their flowers. Having Bernice Miller-Travis on, so many people don't even know who she is. I'm not going to even lie to you. I didn't really know who Bernice was before we started talking about having her on the show. And then I'm like, why don't people know who this is? Um, But I also understand that even like Tamara in some cases, people do things behind closed doors because they're more concerned about pushing the work forward. They're more concerned about resourcing other people than they are about being, I don't know, the face of a movement. And that says a lot. And those people still deserve their flowers. So what we do here at The Coolest Show and how we stay grounded is that, again, we stay centered in our humanity. We are giving people their humanity or having a space where people's humanity can be on display for what they want to show. We don't criticize them for that. We don't stop that, right? We don't try to control that. It's the space, just a free flow. Um, and we give each other our flowers and we love and we care about one another. Um, so yeah, I think that's how we stay grounded. Mm. Cross, where's the show growing from here? Oh, man, it's, it's going. It's uh, <laughs> for one, <laughs> I mean, you know, I just want to, you know, just thank you all, you know, for one, because this has been an amazing season definitely piggybacking off of last season and then, you know, just figuring out, you know, just like the arc and, and, and how to just really the, the, the storytelling, you know, aspect of how, like how we really approach that this season. Right. And so due to, you know, all of the things going on in the world, um, COVID and like they said, monkey pox and just different, you know, different things. We, we haven't been able to, actually get in person as much as we would like to. But, you know, we've been having some some conversations and things like that. So next year, we're really, well, next season, I would say, we'll, we'll be next year. But we're really looking to get in, you know, in the faces of folks and talking and, and feeling that energy, putting people, you know, in the same room with each other um, so that they can, you know, can meet, you know, and just and just really build that, that, that relationship and then which will further the movement We're we're going to continue, you know, to, to, to tell the truth. We're going to continue to, to find the ones 
that's doing the work, that's in the communities, that's, you know, that got something to say, that's that's putting it on the line every day. And I think that to go with what just kind of like what everybody's been saying is that the coolest show, like we've created that space so that people, you know, can tell their truth. And I think like I was listening to what Destiny was saying. I think a lot of it is like with the wellness piece and, and just kind of checking on each other. There's no pressure. You know what I'm saying? Like we have questions, but if you don't want to answer the question, you got to answer the question. But if you want people love to overshare. That's what I'm that's what I'm <laughs> learning. <laughs> oh, now, now you've heard the truth. Fact, yeah. <laughs> sorry, it mixes it. Cutting down the overshare. Yeah. Four seasons. We ain't going to stop you, though. We ain't going to stop you. We ain't going to stop you. Because we want people (laughs) to just be themselves. I don't, you know, and we've had that. And, like, not this season at all, but I I could say in the previous season, I can't, the interview's not clicking right now, but we've had what we, uh, what you call them, filibusters or people that, that have a, narrative that they're trying to get across. They're not even listening oh, to what you're talking about, right? They're coming and with so, their message box. Right. And so we don't, we're <laughs> not, we're not cultivating that. Like we're like, we're here so that we can have the people that are, you know, speaking the truth that are really out here fighting. So, and, and that's just not like a political, you know, agenda, even though I understand that, you know, like you said, you know, like we got to shake policy, but some people come with the wrong idea of what that means for this platform. And there's other platforms for that. You can go to, that's real. You know, I ain't going to say no names, but you can go there and do that. You know what I'm saying? But when you come here, we just want you I to I will say it all the other podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> See my whole name right there? I said what I said. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, like the coolest show, like one thing, like, and we speak to our, you know, our guests prior to us re- recording and, and after we record. I'm telling you, some of those conversations after the show are the, it's like when they elaborate on what they mean, maybe they they knew they couldn't go as deep, but they gave you a lot to, to kind of like to start, you know, get that brain working a little bit. That is the meat. And so, and it helps me, you know what I'm saying? Honestly, because I, like I said, like I say this every time we get together, I, I listen to Rev to Tamara, to Destiny, and I'm like, okay. First of all, how do I even, how did I even get in this room? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But then second of all, it's like, okay, take everything that you're hearing, write down, just, you know, like, and so now, even today, I was thinking, like, because I am a, a, an example of, you know, how this podcast can, you know, it helps people, but I used to, like, I'm telling you, for days before these producer meetings, I would sit there and I would write so many notes. I would have, okay, I'm, I'm going to talk about, I need to talk about this. But learning, I mean, and I still do write down everything, but learning from you all, you know, and then as well as our guests, because it starts in these rooms before we even get to the episode, my understanding is way beyond anything I ever thought it would be, you know what I'm saying, honestly. And so I'm, I'm, I'm seeing that's where the show is going for others. We're getting the right people to speak, you know, the conversation. And I think a lot of it is now going into those places and really reaching the folks that are Mm. being affected and showing them that this is not really over your head. This is they just maybe using terminology and things or, you know, maybe not having a meeting at a time that's convenient for you. But you should be there and you should speak. And a lot of this stuff is online now. Like it's it's ways, you know, and I'm I'm never going to stop saying that, hey, showing people the ways to get the information 
so that they can be a part and showing that it's important to you to be a part. I mean, for you, not to you, but for you to be a part, uh, you know, of everything that's going on and your voice matters. And I think that's a lot of, you know, we get caught up in, the, you know, in, in, in the narrative that like, OK, let the politicians do the politicking. You know, it's like, well, no, nah, you got to mm. you got to speak your piece because mm. who said that? I can't remember. Somebody said it. Uh, I don't know if he was on the podcast, but uh, I was listening. I can't remember if it was on the podcast, but they was like, well, I wasn't never in office, but they ran for office. So why can't I run for office? Like, you know what I'm saying? And so it's like, and, it's, and it sparks those things in different people, you know, <laughs> so that now you have people that's, you know, really from these communities, people that's really seen how it affects. Now, those pe- are the people that's um, out here speaking up and out here doing different things. So I think that's just a part of where the show's going, you know what I'm saying? Like where we've been, but we're just going to keep, like, like I said, we're going to keep, you know, uh, creating these, you know, these stories and uh, I mean these episodes and having people tell their stories, and we're just going to keep telling the truth. Like, I mean, I can't really uh, <laughs> make it sound any prettier than that. We're just going to keep telling the truth, and the truth is not always pretty. That's the uh, that's the other part. So that's a bar. <laughs> so speaking of that, I want to say, Cross, you're here because of the culture, yeah, right. and you know what you're talking about, <laughs> y'all. This is a multi nominated Grammy nominated producer, multi nominated producer. Okay, we got another one this year, Rev. We got another one okay. this year. Oh man! Um, and congratulations! Congratulations! That's that's what's yes. up. That's Congrats. what's up. Well, on that note, we we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. I want you to end the cross. What do, what do you give us? Your parting thoughts. I'm gonna go around. I'm gonna go around the horn here. I'm gonna start with you. Thank you all for listening, for checking us out, for being a part of our community um, now, and we're gonna continue to grow. You know, keep writing us, keep letting us know who we need to speak to, just what issues are affecting you and your community, and people that maybe not your community, other communities that you've seen, places you've visited, and so just 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 keep spreading the word about what we're doing. We're going to keep putting the word out there, how, how to help people and how to, you know, how to get people the resources and just connecting folks. So uh, thank you all. Yeah, Destiny. Yeah, thank y'all for listening. Um, I think it's incredible that that many people listen to the show um, and that you were able to to see Rev like in person and to see some of us because I see folks too, they're like, I be listening. So it's <laughs> great to, uh, for us to actually be in community. Um, and thank you for sharing your stories, for being vulnerable to the guests who are on the show, for letting us inside of your life, right, of the work that you do or where you come from, your community, your history, your culture, so on and so forth. Um, thank you all for supporting our guests, right, for going and checking them out, for giving them resources, funding, support, follows, etc. Um, and thank you for, for sticking along for the ride, because, yeah, it's been four seasons going on five. There's more to come, and I can only imagine where it goes from here. Mm. Tomorrow. Yeah, uh, we have, at this moment, outlasted musky Twitter, and we have so much more to offer. I just love, I love that, we're, that we get to do this together as us. Uh, we are funny. We are caring. We are compassionate. We are creative. We are co-powering. Why? Because our community is, and I think it's a real powerful thing that we get to do showing up as ourselves, not as others would have us. So thank you, Rev Yearwood, Destiny, and Cross for, you know, helping to build something that's accessible. Like we're not, we're not so good at being a community that we're too good to be in community, which is everything. And I think people 
coming up to you during the cop when people are trying to figure out where they fit in the movement of movements and blowing up my phone because they just talked to you or they're going to talk to you or or sending messages about the messages. And did you hear that speech? I think it's because, you know, little by little, we have done more than just persist. So I'm really excited for us to continue resisting nah. the urge to think it's just. Oh, I love y'all. Excited for a season. Let me let me just end. Love you too. On this note, I want to thank these amazing producers slash hosts slash amazing people uh, across Destiny and Tomorrow for being with me and the entire team who is not here, but as a part of this process. We thank you. We couldn't do this without you. Um, I wanted to end this on a bit of a, 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 I guess it's a high note from the standpoint. I want to thank all the people who came up to me, but also a somber note. When I was leaving COP, um, I witnessed uh, my friend, one of the guests here on the show, Sharon Levine, who is down there fighting in Cancer Alley and taking on petrochemical facilities. I think she might, she might have been on this twice, maybe indirect. I'm not, I think that she might have been, maybe maybe in different, different ways she's been highlighted in this conversation. But I watched, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, I watched as her and so many amazing black, brown, and indigenous activists poured their souls out. And I want to let people know that those folks who are pouring their souls out are fighting for survival. It is not your theater. It is not your play. Mm. It is not for you to look at them as some kind of tap dance or some kind of art show. They are there not to bring you joy. They are there because they are done dying. And one of the things for me, I watched as Sharon was there and people were running to go see uh, President Biden. And she had to go speak again. And she was tired. And I said, let me let me staff you, because as a black man, it's my duty to support my black woman. And so I said, let me staff you, Sharon. Let me walk with you to your next thing. Because everybody was running around there to get their seat in the room. I, I don't need that seat. I need to be here with my people. I could see how tired she was, hadn't eaten. And we actually hustled. We actually, for the record, we went to, I believe, Shannon, if you remember, we went to the, uh, I think it was the Thailand Pavilion and stole their coffee. And we went to another pavilion and took their took their little food and donuts. So we was we was hustling food. As you should. As, As we should. definitely should. We was hustling food. Louisiana stock. We both from the boot. From Louisiana. We was taking it. And we was taking that food because we know you need to eat before your next event. And then uh we was doing that. And I said, why why are you selling this rap? Why are you ending this way? Because that that was important because I saw so many activists being put on stages and talking and people weren't concerned about their health, health and safety. And I bring this up because Sharon is from a place called Cancer Alley. And we have brought this story together about petrochemicals. And so as we were as cop was over, Sharon was going to the airport. It was hard to get out of Egypt too. And she, she texts me 
And when she texted me, it was very sad. She said her sister had died of cancer. And she had missed her flight. And now she was stuck in Egypt. And she was hustling to get money to get a a plane ticket to get out of Egypt because she couldn't afford that. And now she was, last day, she was trying to get money to get a flight to go to her sister's funeral. That's where our people are. Her sister died of cancer, being from Cancer Alley. Died on the way home from COP 27. That's what our people are dealing with. Say no game, y'all. Say no game. Our folks are dying. We literally, we literally go into cops and we go into funerals. So when you listen to this show, know that this ain't no game. We here fighting for our survival and we done dying. We're gonna keep doing that. We're gonna keep being there for our people. Cause that's what we are called to do by our ancestors. And that's why this is the coolest show. Thank y'all so much for listening and being a part of this family. All power to the people. Like what you heard on this episode? Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Follow us at Think 100 Climate and at Hip Hop Caucus on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Visit thecoolestshow.com where you can take action for climate justice right now. You can also learn more about this podcast and donate to Think 100%, which is a non-profit project. Thank you for listening and all power to the people. It's the coolest show you know. It's the coolest show you know.